Like, I, I don't feel like an intel- I'm getting more intelligent and sharp oh. and sounding. <laughs> do you think I, do I come across in the podcast as being like, knowing my shit? I think you do. I think you certainly really? do. I, maybe it's shit. just in comparison to me. Like, I think maybe you just look better <laughs> next to me. That's part of it. It's the British accent, and it's that, like, you're, you have a, an interesting perspective uh, that a lot of game developers don't get, because you have to keep in mind, people are not very, so you you can't be honest in our industry, right? Like, I, mm. uh, one of the things that I, that is mentioned to me a lot um, by people who listen to this podcast is that uh, I openly talk about frustrations about going through CERT. Which yes. is something that is mostly a kibosh. Uh, like you, when you work for a publisher or a developer, when you work for somebody, you're not allowed to talk about a lot of these these oh, relationships. Yeah. Like, uh, I, so recently, I was um, uh, I'm I'm part of animation boot camp at GDC, Ooh. and six six of us got together to uh, like kind of have a roundtable discussion over email mm-hmm. with a person in the press. Um, but before we started, like. Basically, the press had to sign something that said that Blizzard would get to look over the entire conversation um, before the press could even write an article about the conversation. Um, And then Activision had to sign something that said that they could uh, they could also do that. Jesus. Um, And I mean, this is just a constant thing like you um, the number of stories about. Every now and then you'll have that conversation at the bar like, oh, my God, did he really go on Twitter? Like some random developer. Did that developer really go on Twitter and uh, talk about the next game? He's fired. And sure as hell, the next day, he's fired. Right? Oh, like, that's just talk about it before it's been announced kind of thing. Or anything. Or just talk about a partner. Just say, uh, go on Twitter and say, hey, is anybody else having this problem with um, Unreal? Mm. Like, or having this problem with morphine, because uh, I'm having this problem. If you do that in the wrong channels, if you make a partner look bad, uh, then I get you. That and it gets there's a chance that part like Epic could reach out and say, "Hey, you know, we gave you a deal to get Unreal, and I hear you're talking shit about us on Twitter." Yeah, makes sense. And so you gotta so like everybody has to fall in line, and when you work for a major publisher, or developer, or anybody, you you gotta like very carefully curate what you put out there on all of your social media um and it and because of that uh we end up being very secretive as an industry uh but when you're indie there's no rules anymore yeah right like yeah. that's why being indie is so fun because i can do this podcast and i don't have to get this approved by anybody mm. um so that's neat yeah no that i mean that is like you said that's probably one of the most interest for me it's one of the most interesting facts it's just the amount of stories you tell me that i'm just like oh i did not know that that would be a thing i mean i'm aware of like i mean i've got like clauses and contracts and stuff like that but again i'm very lucky in the the companies i work for are quite cool with me doing things like this like they don't same thing they don't really have much of a problem and Generally, I like the thing the companies I'm working for so far as well. Like, 
I've, I'm kind of lucky in that sense. Yeah, speaking yeah. of uh, consoles and stuff, though, uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Are you actually going to get one? Uh, not yet. Yeah, because... I, I mean, I, there's, there's, they didn't announce anything. I'm sort of excited for Zelda. I'm going to pull up their games real quick. They, they did it, a big announcement where they announced everything that's coming out, and it mostly like is games that have already been out yeah so their, their launch lineup is like games that have already been out for a while mostly like world and of zelda goo? isn't world of goo coming out on it and i was like hasn't that been out since like couldn't i play that on the xbox 360 yeah that's a weird one but i mean i i could see them i i don't know i can't explain that one Maybe well, like, they. Oh, it's because they have a bunch of other games from that same from Tomorrow Corporation there. Oh. So Tomorrow Corporation is putting their whole catalog on there. Makes sense. That's why they have Little Inferno, World of Goo. Little Inferno looked hella cute. I need to try that one. Yeah, I've still not played it. Yeah, that looked adorable. But I think um, at the moment though, I I've got it pre-ordered and I've got all the bits pre-ordered, and it suddenly dawned on me. I I cancelled the pre-order I have for One Two Switch because I didn't envision like envision a time outside of the day we get it that we'd ever play that game again and the one thing that really like kind of made me think that was suddenly the one of the mini games was like a baby like rocking a baby did you see that no it's like the whole screen is just this baby like and it looks really creepy and weird and for some reason that was the thing that made me go oh i don't think i'm gonna play that a lot like, <laughs> like i don't know why i was just like i don't see that being played more than once and so i cancelled that and then i was sat there thinking you know, you've never really connected with any Zelda game ever, and you've tried most of them at this stage. And that's the only game you're going to be getting for this, unless you get Bomberman, which, I mean, it's Bomberman, right? You could play Bomberman anytime and probably already have. And I was, yeah, I was just suddenly like, wait, why am I getting this again? Oh, it's just because it's the new thing, right? That feels like a crazy use of my money. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know, Gwen. I don't don't know either. I'm not going to get it until I see a a compelling reason, and I just don't see one yet, other than Zelda, but I'm pretty sure I can borrow somebody. I know enough people who are... You can play it on the Wii U. Yeah, I know enough people who have a Wii U. I don't know. Um, (laughs) A lot of people don't. It was a... It it pancaked. It did not do well. It was just me Uh, with that sound advice of invest in the Wii U. Yeah, so if you recall all those episodes ago. (laughs) I do. If you do want Zelda, you can always go back and uh, play it on your Wii U. Yeah, and I probably won't. So why would I get the Switch at this stage? I mean, I'm looking forward to Splatoon. I want to play that when that comes out. And the Mario game that they announced. I mean, if they don't put an Animal Crossing on that thing, they'd be crazy. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's probably, I don't know. That's just my my thought of the day, Gwen. Thought of the day? Thought Screw of the day. Nintendo. Not exciting. <laughs> not compelling. Well, not... if you're not excited about Zelda, which I never have been, then I don't know what I'm getting it for. Because in my head, I was like, oh, I'll get it in time for the flight over to PAX East. And I can play on the plane. This will be so cool. And I was like, but you'll probably play like 20 minutes of Zelda and then go, oh, yeah, I'm not that bothered about Zelda, am And I? it'll run out of battery life halfway through your flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh. That's the downside. I don't know, man. Like the... As far as new technology to bet on, there's part of me that thinks this is brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about the technology of it. If the battery life was good. Yeah, it'd be I brilliant. was already imagining, because I generally carry around a battery pack anyway, because I'm one of those sorts of guys. 
So I was like, oh, I'll have to buy a USB-C cable, and then I can uh, keep keep that on charge, and uh, hopefully it'll last the whole flight that way. But then I was like, I'm probably not going to play Zelda for the whole flight. I've never played a Zelda game for that long, ever. So chances are I won't with that one either. So why am I going to spend like £400 getting set up to do that on a plane? Yeah, I it is absurd. I think... Um... I'm curious to see how this does in the Japanese marketplace because the uh the uh like the Vita didn't it didn't not do well in America compared to other places. We don't yeah. in America it's hard because we all commute by cars. Like the vast majority That's of the country true. commutes by car. So we the the handheld component is not a big selling point in America yeah. at all. Uh I, I could see it maybe that. taking off with kids, but I'm looking at this lineup and it's not specific to like high schooler middle schooler it's not Maybe specific it really know. to anyone outside of like do you want to play zelda yeah i i so i don't know if this will do well in america but i'm curious to see if it does super well in japan because this this philosophy that you can start your game at home take it with you on the train go somewhere get back on the train keep playing and have the seamless experience I think that's a very um, a thing that might be very very compelling to people who have long commutes by train or yeah. long commutes, you know. On it, it, and I just can't put myself in the mindset of that consumer because I'm not that consumer, you know. Yeah, no, I get you. I used to have long commutes, but I don't really go anywhere anymore. I don't have to. So, <laughs> I, other than flights to America, like I don't seem to do much. So it's sort of like, well, I'm probably never going to use it outside either. So, well, when am I going to use this thing? <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a weird... I got really excited about it, and now suddenly, like, the realization... Like, looking at, at a couple of weeks when a lot of money is going to come out of my bank account, and I'm like, oh, wait, hang on. That that realization starts creeping in. Yeah. And the just general lack of uh, exclusivity in a That's the thing. market where everybody already has an Xbox One and a PS4, and they can, they're kind of, like, technically just as good or better. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fucking programmer, but, like... They just are. Yeah, they're basically uh, the same. I, I've always said that to people. I'm like, there, there is no difference except for first party games. And even then, they look kind of similar. I couldn't tell you yeah. one was better than the other. And I mean, I, I go back and forth on VR a lot, just like I go back and forth on Nintendo Switch a lot over whether this is a good idea or not. Mm. But I think uh, upgrading to VR, there's just so much money and thought and love being put into VR and AR right now that I feel like that's going to take off. You I've know, said this before, but it's going to take off. So being so. an early adopter to that's probably a good idea, the, especially well, as a developer. Well, the first time, like the the first time ever, has finally happened, which is me be thinking like, oh, PlayStation VR, I could get that because I really want to see like my girlfriend play Resident Evil Seven in VR. Like I don't want to do it because that's that would be terrifying, but I like the idea of watching someone play that and go through that experience and i'd also like to try it and that's this that game is i think the first time ever that i've legitimately gone maybe i should buy vr like maybe i should do that because it it seems to have fixed a lot of things like i heard i was watching a video about why vr makes you sick and things that you're supposed to do to kind of avoid that as a developer and having the sort Mm -hmm. of conical view is one of those things and it has that with its flashlight like it kind of does that and it seems to check a bunch of boxes with things that will hopefully not make you feel as sick 
So I was like, oh, that would be interesting to find out as well. It's an expensive outlay because even then, like, you, I've got to get... It's like 350 quid for that headset and you've got to buy the camera for about 50 quid. You don't have to get you're the hand talking, things. You're basically using Monopoly money right here. I'm like, quid. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's like a small bug. The uh, Pounds, but it is sorry. expensive. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's expensive. It's expensive yeah, to it like... But there's a case yeah. for the first time ever. Like, for the, this is the first time that I've gone... Oh, that's an experience that I wouldn't be able to have in that manner elsewhere that actually seems worth it. I think, again, this falls back to, like, because the discussion that we had a little while ago where I was like, I think Sony will be the people to push this because, or Sony or someone like Microsoft will be the people to push VR because you can have an experience like a Resident Evil 7 that, mm. to me, look m much more worth potentially dropping that amount of money on than like all the stuff that's on the pc which all the tech demos and stuff like that so it's like yeah that 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 is the first time i think resident evil 7 even if it's me watching someone else play it is the very first time that i've been like oh maybe hmm. i wouldn't mind that yeah horror games in general do really really well in vr the, like yeah. the being the, it plays well to the whole, oh my god, I'm isolated and cut off from the world and I'm in this totally different world. Horror just works. Well, that's the thing, because I'm also not a big horror fan, like in terms of actually playing them. So yeah. I, uh, I'm i still waiting for that thing that I look at and go, oh, I want to play that. Like I want I, I would want to try out like the Star Wars thing and all things like that, but there's still not been that tearaway, that, uh, tearaway being the game that made me buy a Vita. There's not mm -hmm. been that game that I've been like, oh, that's the thing to get the system for for me. Yeah, but a lot of uh, a lot of the startups I see in Boston based around VR are generally more um, not as much games, but I mean we've talked about this. Like uh, I think I, to the point where it's bizarre, but random people who are not gamers, like people who just went to my high school or whatever, have started messaging me and being like, hey, have you heard? There's this uh, <laughs> VR coming out, and you can. When I'm at the gym. Like this will simulate. I'll I do crunches in that in this weird machine where I wear a VR headset and it like makes me move through the world like an inchworm or some shit. <laughs> or like it's a what friend I've of mine. Wanted. It's like what you're. This is what's interesting to you. Or another friend of mine left. Uh, he's working on the this startup in Boston where you're on a stationary bike. Mm. Uh, and as you bike, like you're flying through. Uh, the rate at which you bike makes a horse run faster or I a unicorn fly that. faster yeah, through the sky. I've seen that at conventions. Like, I think at a PAX last year, I saw that. I think that setup was quite near our booth. And yeah, yeah I saw that thing. And I'd seen it on a television program as well because it was sort of like, oh, VR. And it was like, oh. Yeah, people are really excited about this crossover between like fitness apps and VR. Like, yeah. can I connect my Fitbit to VR and do some weird shit? I don't know why, but in in America, in the weird bubble I'm in, that's or that's the thing now. The people that are not gamers, that's what they're excited about, which hmm. is, I think. I still think uh, to me, whenever I've been making the case uh, for what's going to be the most exciting, Hololens is always the easiest thing to sell to people that aren't interested oh my in God, video yes. games. Like it's. Oh, we've already talked about this though have, on the I podcast. I know we're having the same oh discussion my God, again. I'm so excited about it. It looks great. Dude, I just want so much more information. They're, they're super quiet. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, since... What was the last time we saw it where they had, like, Minecraft and 
that fur- the furniture website is the thing that I was like, oh, I hadn't even considered that. Like where he's like, this chair looks mm-hmm. cool. Let's just take it off of this web page that isn't even really there anyway and just put it in the place that I might want it to be and walk around it and look at it and be like, yeah, that chair might look good there. Bye. And it's like, that's brilliant. Like just as yep. not spe- not specifically I want to buy chairs, but like <laughs> that, that really cool thing where it's like, oh, cool. And like repairing a car with it and shit where it puts an overlay over it and like shows you how to do it. And there's so many things you could do. I know. It, oh, it's, it's just the like, future is so exciting. We've talked about this. We have we to have, stop. We have. We the do. future is very exciting it for is. AR and VR. I, I, like, that's why I think Nintendo going uh, in this weird other direction. As Nintendo does, they always go in a weird other direction, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I think it's a... Mm, well, it paid off for them wise. that one time. Like, it, it did. super paid off for them that one time. So I can see why they're like, that's what we got to do. Like, we got to keep trying to innovate. Like... The Wii was one of the best-selling games machines of all time, and everyone knew what it was, and everyone wanted one. And then it was like, okay, well, what do we do? And I guess you've, even though Pokemon Go has nothing to do with them, I guess that's kind of in their space, in their wheelhouse. Yeah, like, I mean, what like, it proved oh. is that they, what honestly, what Pokemon Go and a lot of the like uh, Mario Run have proven to me is that Nintendo is mostly like the the meat of the Nintendo product is people are obsessed with their IPs. Pokemon, yes. Mario, Zelda. And people buy these expensive platforms to play these IPs. Oh, gotcha. Um, and, like, I don't... So maybe they're brilliant by keeping... Making sure that they always force you to buy some expensive platform in order to play their newest... Play whatever is coming out for mm. their IP. Um, they protect those IPs very, very well. Uh, and maybe this is just how they figured out they can milk the most money off of Mario is by making people buy a, a device with a shit ton of peripherals. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Mm. But like if they went, they could pull a, I'm curious what would have happened if they had pulled a Sega and they were just like, you know what? We're not making hardware anymore. We make software now. Uh, well, that's always and- the eternal thing that the games media are a bit obsessed with for about the last 10 years with Nintendo. In fact, more than 10 years. Oh, Nintendo. Really? Oh, God. It feels like... I guess I don't read up on it enough. It feels like... It feels like I've been reading that story since the GameCube came out. The story of, <laughs> are Nintendo going to go under? Like, or oh, this could be it for Nintendo. Oh, I don't think they'd go under. Like, I think no, they would but be like very, very going towards successful, just, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, their hardware side. Sorry. Like, are they going to just start doing a Sega and only selling their games, like, to other companies and shit, not making their own consoles? And yeah, that, that I mean, they got to like sit down and... for ages. They got to do the math. Like, would they get... Uh, so the people who love Mario, love Mario so much, they're willing to put hundreds of dollars into the Wii U in order to get Mario, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so would they... If they didn't release the Wii U and had Mario just be a $60 game on the Xbox and on the PS4... Would their audience be big enough that they would make more money doing that? And I'm guessing the answer to that is no. I'm guessing guess that so. they have a hardcore fan base that's willing to spend shit tons of money on these consoles in order to get this this Nintendo IP. And if you have that, then milk it. Keep making yeah. those consoles. I'd agree. Because Keep- I, I can think of when I worked in games retail for a good three years, I can think of one occasion that anyone ever asked me for Mario not on a Nintendo system and expressed concern that it wasn't. Uh it was literally like some. <laughs> it was, I think it was an older lady, and she came in and was just like, 
can I get Mario on the PlayStation? To which, obviously, you being gamers, you're like, idiot. <laughs> like, that wasn't my response. Well, that's what you think internally. But you're like, no, unfortunately, it's only on... They make their own machines. It's only on that. And I reply was just, well, that's stupid then, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, I guess so. <laughs> but that's the only time ever. And that's how much that sticks out to me that anyone ever asked. So I guess, yeah, there is a case that people are just, they're just super willing to put that money in to play the games that they love. Yeah. Which makes sense. They make lovely consoles. Like, a very they're, nice UI and all that and stuff. And they have some beloved IP. I think the new Mario looks super weird. The one where you're running around like a realistic New York. I think we've talked about that already, though. Oh, we should God. wrap this up. We did, we're, yeah. We're just we're rehashing old conversations. Yeah, this this could be a best of that nobody expected. It's like <laughs> a new best of. <laughs> like they they ran out of ideas for this week. They were, they just kept they're back to talking about uh, hardware again. Uh, wait, we're now they're talking about this. that time Gwen was on stage talking about a game with Chris. Oh my! Even they've told that story like four times. Christ, we're the worst. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> hey, man, it's been great chatting with you. You too, Gwen. All right, this has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slate, and you've been in the dialogue box.